What's up, everybody? Sith Council coming to you on one of the last Fridays of uh, its run because Boba Fett's coming up. So we're going to start doing uh, shows on Wednesdays when they come out. We're taping this on a Wednesday, but you didn't need to know that. It's fine. A lot of stuff going on. We're happy about it. Just me and Steph today because, honestly, we don't like Mike. No. We, uh, he couldn't be here today. But what we're going to do is we're going to go over. We figure, what, what can we do today? Besides just go over, there's not really a lot of news. And everybody knows Boba Fett's coming up, so we can go into that. But I don't want to just rehash nonsense. Let's talk about heroes and villains of Star Wars. Let's talk about, you know, some of our favorites, what traits about them. We're just going to kind of, it's going to be an impromptu conversation, really. It's going to be one of these things where I'll have a list. I'll bring it up to Steph, and we'll talk about a particular villain, whether we think they're a good villain, bad villain, motivation, all that kind of stuff. And I don't, we're definitely not going to get to all of them. We're, we, we, we could spend 45 minutes on one hero or one villain. I don't know what to expect in this episode. Neither should you. But what I'll tell you, what you should do, if you haven't done that already, ladies and gentlemen, is you should... Oh, look at these guys. Oh, that's great. Well, never mind, but you should still subscribe to the show. They're going to tell you to do it. Do it. Do it now. Well, you know what? Take us away, Emperor. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger. There it is. I messed it up. There it is. Now you can subscribe, you humps. All right. Welcome back. Sith Council. It is cold as hail. It is cool. I feel like we are in a villain chamber. It right really now. is. It's this is true. my villain origin story. You froze me to death. It was ninety <laughs> degrees in here before Steph walked in, and it automatically just turned to just cold. I see cold. Nice cold. Like, Who is that witch? It's like a date that you go on. <laughs> <laughs> just awful. It's, a, it's, just pretty, it's like Elsa walking. <laughs> in. Um, let it go. Let it go. So, have you been letting it go? Is everything good? Yeah. On your side? Better? Every, yes, it is. Okay, good. Yeah. I do feel everyone's losing their mind so at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You feel that, right? It usually happens. It's right? I, I guess I didn't clock it last year because we were more indoors, but yeah. everyone's losing their minds. you see mind. more people now. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. What's wrong? You're losing everything. their minds, <laughs> and I'm reaping all the benefits. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about some stuff here, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, it's heroes and villains. Um. Yes, yeah, because we're getting really close to Boba Fett before we even get wait. into the heroes and villains stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's because it's the end of the end of the month. And what a what a month in general. Whether it's Spider Man, Matrix, um, and then uh, Cobra Kai. I can't say yet, but I might have watched a little Cobra. Kai. No way. I can't say anything. Okay. Um, can't say can't it. Say but yeah. yeah. Might have. Hmm. Um, Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm lying. I had somebody on my Spider Man review, by the way, go, "You didn't see this movie." I'm like, what? <laughs> It's, you didn't see it. And there's two people. One guy was like, you didn't see it. I'm calling you out. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Good work, vigilantes. It was hilarious. And I was, I said, I said, you're hilarious. He's like, you didn't see it. I'm like, I didn't? Who was that? And then and then someone else was like, Tyrone Magnus, who, who, I, who I know. He's like, the guy's got a million subs. And you only have 25,000. You telling me you saw it before he did? I don't believe you. I'm reporting you. And I was like, this is amazing. I was, oh I was hilarious. God. It was hilarious. I was That's, like, That's funny. I know. I you and I feel the same way about commentary like that. It's hilarious. It's to, at this point that I've seen some comments now. I used to get mad about them, but now now I read when I read them. There was one that was, was so funny. It was like this guy's boring. 
And I was like, yes. <laughs> That's the word you describe Christian as. I know. I but because when I certain things, he's like, there's no energy to this guy. I'm like, and I told him, I don't know what did he what did he say? He said something. I and. He's, hey, this guy's tone, he's all over the place. I go, try being my wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> I responded to him. And I, was just, I, was, I thought it was hilarious. It was so, so funny. Um, I, don't, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't get mad at it anymore. Because no. I figured, because the, the way that I've been talking about it is that you don't, um, you don't acknowledge the turds, you just flush the turds. You just flush them down yeah, the sewage. The yeah. I've, I've been having some fun with it. And laugh as they go. Yeah, I'm having fun talking to people in general, responding to people, whether it's this show or the big thing or just comments. And I took... Took me a long time to go through, which I'm not complaining about. Um, the, the comments on the Spider-Man one because oh. there were so many, but I responded to every single one. It was like 700 comments. Yeah, these ones on our movie reviews, like rewatches, yeah. those were great those comments. Are fun. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. Um, so speaking of rewatches, we got the the Star Wars rewatches that are up on this channel. We have the uh, Spider-Man rewatches that are up on this channel. We're doing the Matrix ones right now. Uh, and I think the World Girls are doing rewatch of the Matrix. As we well. watched the first one. I'm doing all of them. You're doing all. Yeah, of them? I watched the second one last night. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did like, you like it? Yeah, I got so horny. Do you did? Good for you. <laughs> no, they oh. did. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, actually, probably too. Neo and Trinity are so hot. How yeah, could you not? Of course. I mean, the, the movie. Like, we'll. we'll this Congrats. I not get it. It's a star. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> hey. Whatever gets it, whatever gets you going. Thank you for your support. Of course. Um, you know what's funny is that I went up really enjoying two and three a lot more on the rewatch. I'm I loved the second to one. Hear what you think about the third. Yeah. But we'll talk about that on a different yeah. show. This is Star Wars. So let's talk about Star Wars. Let's talk about the heroes and villains. Um, and I'm just going to bring up a list. And I'm going to, the first one, what do you want to do? You you tell me, you want to do a hero or you want to do a villain first? A uh, villain. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> Especially when you're getting horny watching the <laughs> <laughs> right. like, right. Send me to the Matrix. That's right. First one we got is, is Hux. Okay. We're going to talk about Hux. That's the first one that pops up. Oh, Hux. Um, imbecile. <laughs> just. Absolute imbecile. No agency. Great actor, Donald Gleason. Phenomenal actor. Just, just given nothing to do. No. Um, and as you, I don't know if you guys saw, it was a popular episode for who you've been watching this episode, watching this show. Maybe you saw, but when we when we, when we talked about Duel of Fates, mm-hmm. he had so much more to do. He was so much more. And when you look at the way that he was kind of in, his dad was introduced in the um, in the aftermath books and all the stuff that was set up that you never got. And this also showed. It was one of the things that hurt my enjoyment of like reading the books and stuff because I thought that it was a way to not only connect the audience and, and reward them for knowing outside canon, it was a way to give the actors and stuff like here, this is the stuff that you have. At a junket, like these books were, were out already, and at a junket someone asked Hux his, uh, or Donald his character's name. He said he didn't know it and he learned it from someone that said, oh, there was a book out there. So it was a fan or something. It's like, how does JJ or not somebody give, not give you the backstory? Someone in Star Wars. Because it shows you doesn't they didn't care. It's like, and it, that's that's why when I went, yeah, okay, so they're not they're not really paying attention to Canon. That was one of the ones. His interview, I was like, ah. but nonetheless, he's just so he's he's okay in the first one. He's just kind of like a crazy Nazi in yeah. the first one, screaming. Today yeah. will be the yeah. last day <laughs> Republic. <laughs> and his face is shaking. Yeah, I'm like, your face is about to blow up. Yeah. Uh, and then he's just a fop. He's a yes. complete imbecile in Last Jedi. 
And then I, I feel like he got the script and was like, I have two choices. Either to not play, like, just be so nonchalant or to go all the way 175 yeah. as opposed to, like, 30. And then he did that. He, and Yeah, and he would, it was, well, and that's that's not his fault. That's the no, director's fault. Totally. Both. Both yeah. JJ and both uh, Ryan Johnson because where they went with him in Duel of Fates, because and then the, the third one, I'm the, I'm spy. the spy. What? <laughs> Why? Because they don't like him. Oh, <laughs> stupid motivation. <laughs> One of the one it's of like the fourth grade motivation. Horrible. I motivation. don't like him. Yeah, I don't want you. I don't care if you win. I just want him to lose. He took my lunchable. Oh, awful. <laughs> just awful. All right, so he sucks. Yeah, sorry, Hawks. Yeah, he sucks. Um, all right, so we'll jump to heroes now. Okay. Let's see the first one to pop up on this hero list. Who pops up? <laughs> Come on, oh, no. killing me, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> it's also it's a half billion, we're, yeah, we're, half hero. Yeah, he's he, I mean, he's big. Well, you know there was that rumor, that big rumor going around about him, about him being a Sith, yeah. Sith Lord. And the way that the guy put it together was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone when that theory came out, everyone's like, "See, see," I'm like, "No, he's not." And then finally, um, it was Chuck Wendy who. In the, I think it was in the third aftermath book who put put that all to sleep. Like he's just an uh, you know a sad sack living on. It might be is it Naboo or Tatooine? I can't remember. But he's I, he, he's he's a jester basically, just trying to make kids laugh. Yeah. Doing what he did in in the movies. Yeah. And it was a say on it. Um. And he was just sad, and you feel sad for him. But he is was one of the most hated heroes in Star Wars history. Um, and he was ultimately supposed to be like the golem as far as the technology went because there's a video of the making of Phantom Menace when George is like, it all depends on Jar Jar. He's all ways on Jar Jar. And he wasn't wrong, though. He wasn't wrong. If Jar Jar, if Jar Jar would have a same thing that I said about like Lady Proxima, if he would have had like subtitles and would have been a different type of alien with a different kind of voice and not so, you know, silly it was meant for kids i think he would have been accepted more so between audiences but kids kids dug him my daughter watched it for the first time when she was like six or seven thought he was hilarious yeah he's so took the seriousness out of star wars yes. like yeah. to go from empire return and then that yeah and he i just realized like him and rose tico up the same situation they got put in they were a massive part of it and then just kind of taken out difference diff, the only different thing though with that is that it was the same writer and create and and director yeah. for all three yeah, yeah. Where, where at least george was like they right, course well, corrected they on really that. didn't like this guy yeah um you know i still like him and i'm still gonna do things with him but i won't beat them over the head with no. him this time because it didn't work yeah and at least he did that right because he just pops in for the second one and he's ultimately the whole reason that the emperor takes over they really put everything on poor jar jar um he's responsible for so much but you know do i mind jar jar now when he pops up no, not as much as I mind. Like, hey, Hux, your mother's on the phone, like that. I like. I'd rather watch Jar Jar step and poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hux is kind of worse. Yeah, I mean, it was just that whole, that whole, yeah, all of that. But I think that Jar Jar to me has has, um, and and I think that he even it's funny. Even in Clone Wars, when you watch the Clone Wars series, there's a whole episode of Jar Jar, and it just signifies the tone of what the prequels are, like. When I had said mm-hmm. the reason why I started to, because I had a whole phase where I was just like, ah, these are terrible. Like, and I remember as I started to like maybe fall in love with them a little bit more too. And and I think the first way I really did, I was watching the Phantom Menace with my daughter and we were watching it and just the enjoyment in her eyes watching it. I was like, oh, what are you, why, why am I going so 
deep with this. It's not what this is meant yeah, to be. Yeah, it's for the kids. It's for, it, it is, and you can still have an enjoyment out of it as an adult with this with other moments that are there. But this is this is something else. And I think that when you look at the Clone Wars series, we saw, when I saw the Clone Wars movie in the theater, same thing. Clone Wars movie I like a lot more than I did when I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater. Same. I remember seeing Filoni. I never I didn't know who Filoni was. And this was, you know, when the movie came out. And I was, I saw this, uh, I saw the movie with my buddy Adam and I go, and I was like, that's what they're going, that's how they're going to continue to keep doing Star Wars. That's the first thing we got. I thought we we're going to get like a fun animated movie and we have this. Like, I'm like, that guy sucks. I am looking at Filoni and now he's like the king of kings. Yeah. Um, but that set, again, I was worried about that show and I watched that show, saw that Jar Jar thing. I'm like, yeah, they're going the same way. And Ken Naps, I was like, just stick through it, watch what happens. And then it did. And he, and he wasn't, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He's yeah, once you get Jar Jar, yeah. and he had a good character arc, even though like he was taken out in a lot of ways, like he got less annoying in yep. a way that worked. Yep. All right, let's let's move on to another villain here. This one I like a lot, Krennic, Orson Krennic from Rogue One. And I'm going through lists. Some of these from like see the screen rant list, and there's a some other thing. I'm just kind of popping back and forth on heroes and villains and i again i don't know who we're going to talk about and who we're going to miss so we'll probably miss some stuff so if we do miss some people um and i don't know if revan will be on here i don't know if darth bane will be on here um but just put people that was one of the fun things about that that episode that we did when we when we it was the duel of fates episode we had the list so many people were commenting and putting lists on there and yeah, stuff and being I part of the that. conversation yeah, was really fan- cool. it was fantastic and i really this audience the sith council audience is one of the most active audiences that we have and they're really engaging in the comments so please continue to do so here so tell me some of your favorite villains you know mm-hmm. i'm going to comment back tell me some of your favorite heroes um even if we cover them what do you like about them if you disagree with us that's the other thing that i've been noticing you notice on these comments stuff too that they like the ones who are disagreeing it's like yeah kind no i it's know like nice i love it i'm like oh this is discourse because obviously we're not going to all have the same opinions yeah. really there was a, the last Jedi. I was so shocked with how great that episode Me uh, too. was, and I meant by the, like the comments and the conversation. Like there were tons of people who didn't agree with us. Yeah, but they all represented themselves in such a classy way. Yeah. Um. So Go off. yeah, it was really it was it was good to good to see. But Krennic, um, I mean, anytime you put Ben Mendelsohn in anything, the guy's just an incredible yeah. actor. He's so good. And I had just read Catalyst, um, right before because when I was still reading all the books and. It was James Lucino, who's one of my favorite Star Wars authors. He also did Plagueis. Um, but this was his, can- I think, first canon novel that he wrote. And it chronicled the relationship between Krennic and Urso. And so when they po- when he pops up into that scene, whether or not they paid attention to the book or not, I don't know. But in my head, I'd, they'd con- I'd connected all the dots of the relationship they had. Like, they really go over the, the relationship. So he just puts it so well into like what the bad side of the empire really is yeah. about the craving of power the understanding I mean, he's a nazi he really is and he want, and he's trying to form the nuclear bomb the same way that you know the nazis were trying to do and they're trying to do all these things they're trying to they're trying to get all the science and and domination it's not about protection they're telling everybody it's about protection but it's about domination power craving the power and that's also why he has this thing with tarkin which i love the back and forth with tarkin so what did you what do you think about krennic 
I think him and Tarkin both possess something that you can't really put into someone. You just have to have the mm-hmm. face and the voice. Like they're just villains. Th- those actors are yeah. so good at being villains. And he's not in it a lot, but he establishes the seriousness of the situation, which why Rogue One works for me because yeah. it's just more serious. Like we've talked about this. I I like when Star Wars is for the kids too. Like mm-hmm. I obviously like the uh, the one, two, and three, but I like how serious and scary he is. Yeah. He really establishes that. He does, and uh, and again, you you understand his motivation. Yeah, as we were talking about, like w- with Hux, he's all over the place. You don't really know, and that's over the course of three movies. One movie, I know everything about this guy. Yeah, I know what he wants. I know what he wants to do. I know the fact that he wants to be in favor with the Emperor. I know that he's trying to get. He he knows his place. Certain times, there's certain times he will yell at a superior, a la Tarkin. There's other times he will not, a la Vader. You know, and there's that whole thing where he's just trying. He can't get the respect that he wants, and it's and he's just trying to use Urso as this pawn because he knows that Urso is his ticket to the ultimate power and is it's summed up throughout the entire thing and he just can't get it to work and he tries really hard but it's also the the desperateness of what Ben Mendelsohn is able to do yeah he's able to do he's just that kind of actor because he is dramatic at the end he is throwing kind of a fit but it really works he does (laughs) yeah he does because it's not it's it's brat. It's not. It's not bratty as much as it's just. It's like, like his final straw. It's frustration. Yeah. It's this all this frustration and stuff that's come out, and he's he just he didn't he knows he didn't win, he knows, and he knows that he's and like even when he's screaming at all of his you know his his soldiers on on Scarif, he's just like what are you go what are you doing go putting all these orders out there and he's just he's desperate and you you smell the desperation on him because he just wants to be the guy yeah and he's just not the guy no, how many people do you know like that the person that just wants to be the person and they can't do it and they just try they just it's like you don't you, you don't got it you don't, and it's like but i know i got no, it you don't got it no your mojo was taken it you was go find it but um so but he's a fantastic villain do you think he's going to show up in uh in andor perhaps yeah, I think perhaps. I'll tell you why I do. Because huh. he's got a relationship with with Disney anyway because of Marvel and all yep. the stuff that he's doing, you know, whether it was Captain Marvel or uh, yeah. was the last one that the one that he uh, Spider-Man, yep. you know, he's 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 been he's been in the movies before. He's been he's got a relationship with them. He's got a good relationship in general with them. It makes sense that you could see him on the other side because I for Andor, I don't want Andor to just be about rebellion missions. Like it's it's cool, it could be gritty, but if you're gonna do rebellion missions, you gotta have the Empire involved. And I'd love to see the other side of the Empire. I'd yeah. love to see it. like there is we know there's some rotten people like Krennic. We know that. There's also a lot of people like Wedge Antilles and other people who were part of it that defected. Like I wanna see that. Like there's um, like Callus, what's Callus doing? Callus is part. It was was we know that he defects uh, eventually. Does he defect at that point? And so when did he defect? You know, he defects. He defects after he'd still be part of the of the the empire at that point. Um, you know, Callus was the blonde, uh, the blonde one who oh. in in Rebels who who eventually yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, he, so he, Callus has to be in it. Yeah, you would assume. Yeah, point. this is a really good opportunity for them to explore like the beginnings of the empire at its strongest yeah. and we, really flush it out. Yes, and you can also tie it in like what I've noticed so much about the TV series that they're doing very well is the way that Marvel tied in their entire movie series in a shared universe. Star Wars by default is a shared universe, sure, but it didn't do a very good job of connecting everything in certain ways and the TV shows are doing that. Like you look at Ahsoka, Ahsoka pops up in, or or Boba Fett yeah. pops up in a in a thing. Has your have your own series after 
after earned um, uh, investment, yeah. emotional investment. Same thing with Ahsoka. So if they do this, and now if you do that and tie it into the movies also with tying in um, you know, him and then also tie it into Rebels with Callus and other people, I think it could be pretty fun. Yeah, um, I agree. All right, we're going to jump back to a hero now. Let's see, let's see who they're going to give us on the hero side. All right. Padme. Okay. Go Padme. Um, Padme Amidala. So another th- same same thing. Natalie Portman, fantastic actress who just wasn't given enough to do. A lot of these actors weren't just given a lot to do. There wasn't a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at Padme has way more depth in the Clone Wars series. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. And, 100%. and that's what we need to kind of evaluate our assessment as her as a character, it's not just the movies, it's the character themselves. So it's not just the performance of Natalie Portman, and I forget the actress's name who voiced um, Padme in the Clone oh, Wars yeah. series. But um, but no, she's, she's a great character. She's a great character because with all of the movies and the TV show, you do see the essence of Luke and Leia in her. You see that good side you see the you know the the thinking and the the strategy of leia inside of padme and what she's able to do the brashness the you know the calm that she doesn't she doesn't she's not the one that acts on impulse to, that they get that from anakin oh yeah 100 you know? yeah. i loved padme was the, her character to me like is such a good representation of democracy and yeah. like figuring things out and being pragmatic having a plan she was just really young yeah. yeah 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 well she was the youngest queen of all time in, in Naboo yeah um there was a good what the hell was it which was it I want to tell you that it was the Plagueis novel where they visit her as the young queen when she's coming up and how she got I can't remember I'm pretty sure I haven't read it in so damn long but that side of it in the politics because she is a bit bratty in Attack of the Clones or not bratty as much as standoffish and standoffish and a little kind of like a little elitist, you know, especially the way that she treats Anakin. Like she yeah. treats him like, like a bitch. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. She's like, you're not invited yeah, like five like, different times. And then she's like, she, shut up, stupid. The yeah. adults are talking, right? Like, yeah. like, like, oh, he's not a Jedi. Just yeah, like punks him. Completely disrespects yeah. him. Yeah. yeah fully. And he, and he, he does this thing that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> that that strange dynamic. I forgot, yeah, she was super bratty at yeah. some points, but she was probably over dealing with a lot of the people. But it's true, like, and I think that they could have, they explored her character arc more in the Clone Wars yeah. because we now know, like, she was obviously young. She was dealing with a lot of decisions. She was probably really stressed out and overworked, but we didn't really get to see that. We just got to see, like, her... Anakin, like really, right, right. Like I love you. I deeply, love you. I think why? Because that's what it says in the script. Anakin, oh. but but the stuff that that when you see it develop throughout in the in the series, it's like this is where she really shines. She Padme shines in the Clone Wars series. Padme mm-hmm. shines with the different, and there's that there's a great angle with her ex boyfriend and Anakin. Anakin beats his ass <laughs> right, and it's just like a. That Anakin is so much more developed in that in that I, show as well. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and her and Obi Wan's friendship yeah. too to me is yeah. really special. It it all plays when you watch the Clone Wars. It all plays into Sith so much better. Yeah, you have so much more of an involvement of it, and that's why that when people are like, oh yeah, but it shouldn't you shouldn't have to take that kind of um, attachment to a to an animated series. Bullshit. I mean, that's what so George Lucas was. In, I, this is something that I had a 
question about when when I first saw him. Like, yeah, but how involved is George Lucas in the show? I mean, is he just like sure, take it and go? Because that's how he used to be with like the novels back in the day, like the Thrawn trilogy. He didn't have anything to do with that. He hates Mara Jade. He doesn't like this stuff. So I'm like, how involved is he? He was in the writers' room all the time. He was working with Filoni all of the time and making sure that they, I mean that was his project. So when you see those stories, like George had a heavy involvement in that. So it is it is a continuation of what he wanted to tell with Padme and Anakin leading up to it. So it's all, it's not just like, oh, this is just somebody just creating it and just, you know, it's just George. Yeah. Yeah. It's full on Star Wars. I, and I think that the Clone Wars can make people who don't like animated change their mind about it. It's animated really well done. I agree. All right, we're going to switch back to villains now. And we go to Dryden Voss. This is, this is an interesting one. Dryden mm. Voss from Solo. Yeah. Played by um by by Vision. By yeah. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Um, good character. Maybe and like so solo. I mean, because you like solo less than I do. Yeah, solo's a little way lower on your list. Yeah. I love the second half of solo. Yeah, it's the first half that really that that really brings it down. Oh, solo! I'm, uh, I'm a big worm. It should be in subtitles. Oh, stupid, stupid. Lady Fox, so dumb. Just but a worm. But he's great. And yeah. I th so he that character was supposed to be played by um, the late great Michael uh, K. Williams. Oh, and oh my God. He would have bodied that. He would have been great. Yeah. Um. So he was. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he when when uh, when it was Lord and Miller that were doing it, he was cast, and then they had all the scheduling stuff and all the reshoots, and and it set him back because he had other things he was working on, so he couldn't do it. So yeah. they, had to, they recast him and put Paul Bettany in it. He would have been great. Yeah, probably that HBO show. Is that, I think what it was? that was his last show, yeah. Okay, so he was great, um, great actor, really great actor. Uh, Omar's coming, such a good, did you, oh, so great. I just started The Wire. Yeah, how many seasons you? In? I'm only on season one. Dude. Yeah, I know he's apparently and already showing to be the best character ever. It, it, it's just the whole. It's just the whole series. Yeah, it's just, I that, can't. It's one of the best series like to ever be on television. I watched that whole thing. I was, I was, what the hell? I was um, temping at Warner Brothers, and I had a basically had to answer phones or whatever too but i had a lot of free time i watched the entire series in like yeah. two weeks it was fantastic um anyway so this character dragon boss he's ruthless he's fierce he's a gangster yeah and he's ultimately working for darth maul yeah right so all of that combined and i think that because of what we've seen with paul, paul bettany is one of those actors that can he's got that kindness that he can play in vision right he's got that type of thing that he's able to do even even the the voice of jarvis and what he's able to do that mm -hmm. kind of comforting but this is that vicious cold and i thought it was i thought he was a really good character that i think i would have liked to seen maybe explored a little bit more yeah exactly but, but how but i mean how in that movie but it, but that's also a crimson dawn series he's dead obviously at that point but a crimson dawn series would have been interesting to see whether it was before he took over before he died or i don't know but i thought that the crime syndicate part the way that he's got this kind of strange hold over kira yeah is also, yeah yeah just not explored and i i think that they it happens often with villains but it's like they wait till halfway through the movie because they want to reveal yeah that it's crimson dawn and i don't think that the reveal is not worth not exploring the character more to me sure yeah i mean he's i think that you may be not relate obviously hopefully not um that you uh the reason why you like him as a villain is because it's paul bettany yeah 
Yeah. I don't really know much about him other than that's that. Fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 move on to... He had a really nice suit. I remember he that. He did. He did. And he had a good ship. Yeah. I like the ship. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go to another hero now. Um, Rose Tico. <laughs> oh, Rose. Rose is... And we just talked about it. Rose uh. is just... The problem with Rose is same thing. Go back to Duel of Fates. If they close out with Duel of Fates, I think people accept Rose way more because it's yeah. not Kelly Marie Tran. She's a good actress. She's, She's really... Excellent. She's super, I mean, you listen to her, what about, what a kind, just giving uh, individual she is as a person, just taken off the map. I, I did not like anything that was going on in Last Jedi with her. Um, had nothing to do with her as an actress. No. It was just the whole, the entire, it's just so, it's just so forced. Um, and I thought that everything that they did with her and, and Finn, it was, it was in that silly ass Canto bite. All yeah, they of like made her a security guard. It, it was ridiculous. But when you read that Duel of Fates, and by the way, go back. If you don't know what the hell we're talking about with Duel of Fates, we put, um, it, we did a whole episode on the Colin Trevorrow episode nine that was supposed to happen and there was a guy who made a comic book out of it and we read the comic and then we then we did well not just one comic it's like nine comics but you should go to the um you should go to that episode and then go to the link in the description and and check it out but um but that that story so much more to do just yeah so much more to do and like i think it would have tied in everybody who had problems with her in the character in last jedi i think would have been like Oh, I get it. It's kind of like tying yeah. out of why because she has this thing that she's trying to do. She gets over the hump. They didn't give her a chance to get over the hump. No, at all. No, they just made her character and annoying, right. and she's not. Right. And she had so much potential because she was a young character. And it's like the third movie. It's like I wasn't. I didn't like what they did with Rose in the Last Jedi. I did not want her in the third. She's still a main character. We yeah. had to have her. And then you just yeah. take her out. It doesn't. She's like, hey, do you want to come with us? Nah. Why not? JJ doesn't want me in the rest yeah, of the Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Leia needs me on something that we're not going to use. Yeah. So just. That's what I liked about Trevorrow stuff. Trevorrow, because in my my opinion is, JJ and the higher upset Lucasfilm looked at all the message boards and said, well, they hate this, they hate this, they hate this, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. Fill it, fill Trevorrow it, fill said, it. and people are like, oh, this is before Last Jedi. Trevorrow was still working on stuff before it came out. Trevorrow was still working on stuff throughout, too. So his stuff was, he knew what was happening. He was paying attention to stuff. He got fired before Last Jedi came out. He still saw the movie. Um, and either way, he's like, so when you're looking at what Trevorrow did, he didn't ignore all that stuff. He embraced it. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay. Let's do this. Connect it. She's going to be able to do this. They still have the the, the relationship between Finn and Rose. It's there ish, but it's not. It's but it's not ignored. And we're like, yeah, we don't know. They didn't like you guys together, so you guys are gone now. Now we're going to make some stormtrooper. There thing wasn't happen. a shoulder pat. No. <laughs> Friend zone your ass, man. Get uh, like the, yeah, wow. I wonder they had to have joked about that when they were filming it. They were probably like, okay, you really want me to go and the give her the pat? Wow. <laughs> You want me to burp her like a baby? <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Now, look, before we get on, before we move on to our next uh, villain, I wanted to also let you guys know. Look at that, Steph. Oh, whoa. Look at, look at me undies coming Come in on, hot. two piece. Me undies coming in hot. All right, me undies. Me undies is like the our very first sponsor here on Sith Council. And boy, do we love them. It is freezing here. It is so cold, and it is winter probably where you guys are too, and it's officially a winter wonderland outside your window or inside your mind. And what do you want to do when it's chillier than a snowman's cheeks? 
You want to bundle up with layers and layers of comfy goodness, and we've been waiting for this. Spread the cozy vibes to literally everyone in your life with MeUndies. They've got super soft gifts for everyone near and dear to your heart. And while you're at it, why not get a little something for yourself too? You deserve all the comfy things. You got to do it. I've been I've been wearing MeUndies since I was first introduced to them back in the Schmoes No Days. And as you see, they have customized things. Look at those Grogu underwear. So they're so nice. Um, but what about you guys? You guys want more onesie? You're one, Steph, you're a onesie person or matching PJs? What do you do? Uh, I'm both. You're both? Yeah, okay. switch it up depending switch on the weekday. Up. And you got it. Have you checked out? Have you done the MeUndies yet? Steph, you got to do it. No, I got to do it. I've you been would, a fan swap, of the you'd, prank. You'd do this. Yeah, I would 100% do Baby Grogu two two piece set. See? Are you kidding? I would be uh, see you and people would be people are already thirsty for your Instagram. <laughs> Just imagine if you were wearing that. All right, so get your festive on this year with the new MeUndies holiday collection. Now, they feature classic plaids you know and you love and sweater and sweater inspired prints that will quickly become favorites. The undies, the loungewear, the sleepwear, they're made out of soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics that are ideal for sitting fireside with loved ones and chatting about life over a hot cup of hot cocoa. Oh man, hot cocoa with some undies on. Kidding me? Yeah, that's and that's nice. magic. Yeah, get the family photo that you always dreamed on with matching PJ sets. I need a nice warm PJ set also. So I think I'm, I'm gonna after this I'm gonna order some stuff on me undies because I need new PJs. Make every day a spa day with new plush robes and plush slippers. Whatever you decide, everything will be rolling into the new year comfier than before. It's available in all sizes, uh, extra small through 4XL. Me undies has a little something for everyone on your list. So listen to this deal. MeUndies has a great offer for Sith Council listeners. For any one-time purchaser, you get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. Your days of fighting for your life in the mail. In the mail? Yeah, don't fight in the mail because people don't want to do that. But also don't fight in the mall parking lot. You don't want to do that either. Get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. But what you have to do is you got to go to MeUndies.com slash Sith, S-I-T-H. That's MeUndies.com slash Sith. All right. I gotta get you some uh, some of these. Uh, I know th- th- pajamas. Baby Grogu on pajamas. Pajamas. Say you less. Do you gotta do it's it. It's a Christmas miracle. That's right. Okay, let's move on over. Yep. We're just the heroes. Now it's time to go back to villains. Moff Gideon, great villain villain here from uh, from Mandalorian. Um, love Moff Gideon. You talk about TV. We're just talking about Michael K. Williams. Um, now, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. From Breaking Bad, yeah. We're talking about two great TV shows on this on this uh, show so far. Whether it's The Wire and Breaking Bad, this guy is just this is another actor who you don't need to know a lot about him. The same way, I mean, it's very similar to Krennic, right? Mm-hmm. You just know he's got a lot going on. He's working with this. He's working with the people, and this dude, he's no joke. Where if it looks like he's not going to give you anything, he was going to put a blaster in his mouth. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, what's her, um, Cara Dune cracked him in the mouth and basically said, no, 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 you're, you're sticking around. But he was, he blasted Bo-Katan, he was going to kill, I mean, he's, he's a nasty, nasty, he did, I, he's, the difference with him and Krennic is that Krennic couldn't achieve that kind of fear that he wanted to without, like, the Death Star, this dude this dude demands it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He didn't really need much. And yeah. he would just like straight up have all the guns blasting at anyone. Yeah. And he also just provided some of the best moments of the Mandalorian, which yeah. says a lot because that show slapped so hard. But 
only certain people can have a dark saber and be like, oh, that makes sense why you would end up with it. Yeah. Because you're that dark and mysterious yes. and badass. Yeah. Well, so what, and I'm sure we'll get into this some, maybe they bring them up, maybe they don't. This could be a two-part series, for to be honest with you. But uh, so one of the things I always loved about Thrawn um, they, in the books, he's significantly different than he is in the books and the and Rebels. But what, oh, yeah. what, but what was consistent was that he's like a, a collector of this like art from all over the galaxy. And that's what Gideon reminds me of with the Saber and the, the Mandalorian culture and the stuff that he did in the Purge. Like there's a, there's a dark history to him. We're going to see more of him. You yeah, know more tactical. They're both really tactical. Yes, and going back to that kind of Nazi comparison, what the Empire was always built on, he mm -hmm. is one of those guys and he reminds me of like, many of these Nazis uh, that we've seen in film portrayed over the years of of just these ruthless executioners who come in, who are there for an agenda for the greater power, and that's it. And that's what John Carlos Pazito is able to do with this character. He's a phenomenal villain. Really. So good. Just really use good his men as bodies, too. Like, yeah. he just didn't care. No, and so when, oh, yeah, because season two ends with them they capture him so yeah. he's he's under he's he's on right now he's with the rebellion yeah at at the time or the new and they the have the saber well. yeah well the mandalorians have the saber. yeah 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 so but he's he's probably they probably dumped him off to the rebellion you would assume so whether or not he gets out or rescued or whatever it is because they're in shambles at at during during that time so he's working with somebody we know that from what it seems yeah. like the emperor had been using him to get those snoke in a tanks yeah, you know, yeah. So. That's what we found out in the latter half, that he wasn't the top guy. No. All right, we're going to switch back now. Let's get to another hero. Who we got this time? Mace Windu. That's a good hero. Yeah. Mace is a good hero. What I really like about Mace Windu, that they explore, again, in comics and novels, that not so much. I mean, they do, they do when you really dive into it. Um, in if you watch the, the Revenge of the Sith, you see it. I can't remember what book it is, but he... He dabbles in he he's the closest Jedi that dabbles towards the dark side. Like he can he he was just ready to swipe out the Emperor in anger, right? He was ready, and he he also knew he had to be done. But he's he's gotten to that place where he he teeters on the brink. Um, people talked about him coming back, like in some of these. I I don't want to see him come back. I think yeah. it, uh, not that I didn't like him. I I thought that it was tough for me to accept because Sam Jackson is just such a well known beloved actor that it was hard for me to separate. And say, oh, that's Mace Windu. It was to me it was Sam Jackson with a lightsaber. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, um, but you saw it younger. I was enough. younger, yeah. so that was like one of my first introductions, introductions to, to Sam. That, yeah, right. And that's and it's that's not it. like I was seeing Pulp Fiction. And that's why you cast it. Yeah. It's not for guys like me. No, it's for yeah. people who are seeing the movie for the first time. To you, he is Mace Windu. Yeah, and that is how you know him. So you'll always see him as Mace Windu. So that's it. And it didn't take it away because even because it's Sam Jackson, he's cool as hell. So as, as you're watching and going and there's separate episodes like okay it's sam jackson cool that's who mace windu is and then they get into and again he's another one who just plays has more to do in the clone wars and there's more episodes with him in the clone wars um way more in the clone wars yeah, yeah. and they explore kind of because my problem with mace windu is that he's a hero but he also is so I think like afraid to go to the dark side that he goes by the rules so much and then it ends up being like a problem. Like how he yeah. was with Anakin was so but he was right. Yeah. yeah. That was the thing. He was right. I don't trust him. You shouldn't trust yeah, him. Yeah. He was true. right. He was right. Like he was they say he's the second wisest next to Yoda and he was I mean he he knew it. He's just like and then he even says, look, if you can st basically if you stay here 
you can prove to me you earned my trust. He doesn't. He doesn't. He 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 has to get his ass up and go try to help. And Mace would have Mace would have ended it. And people go, I don't know. It was like Palpatine was kind of messing with him. I don't know if he was messing with him. He was. He looked pretty defeated. Yeah, to I me. think he would have ended it. I think it would have yeah. been over. I think that if, if that's Yoda's right hand man, yeah, I, I think he could have ended it. That's why I really want them to explore a what if series in Star Wars. What if Mace Windu killed Palpatine? Yeah, like that's. I mean, that's it. What happens? There is no Empire, or if or is there with just Darth? No, Vader. he wouldn't. He wouldn't even. Oh, be, yeah, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't have turned. Yeah, he wouldn't have turned. That's true. His visions would have changed. Yep. And everything, like, things would have been different for sure. The question is, are there people that were under Palpatine's, you know, who were other people who would have rose up to try to yeah. do it? But, the, but I don't know. Uh, it, it's, that's, it's an interesting series. But Mace Windu, the purple lightsaber, all of that stuff <laughs> is great. Um, and I would, and when I say I wouldn't want to see him come back in, I don't want to see them say he survived. Like, it's okay that he died. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind seeing him in, like, you know, other series, whether it's other animated series or whether it's, you know, some kind of, uh, if he pops up in, in one of the other shows. Like, I still want to see a Clone Wars live action series. Not not necessarily about the Clone Wars, but an adventure going on at that point. Because when you go to the Mandalorian flashback scenes, when you see the actual droids, that are they're terrifying. And to see that in the Clone Wars side of it and see, to see another Clone Wars battle and maybe Mace Windu shows there and people are like, well, you'd be a lot younger. Yeah, but they got this dude now, this deep fake guy that they probably could do it. Like a full series on him? No. But yeah. if he shows up in a scene, who would yeah. want to see Sam Jackson? Yeah, no one would yeah, want to see. Of course. Yeah. Of course. All right, let's switch back. It's like it's like a grab bag. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, so Moff Gideon was the last villain. Who's the next one? Let's see. The Grand Inquisitor. Huh. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Um. And I, the reason why the Grand Inquisitor, I think, and Jason Isaac, I think, is did the voice, but the reason why the Inquisitor is so relevant right now is because you know they're going to pop up yep. in Obi Wan. Mm. They, they're definitely. I mean, I think there was even a rumor that some of the people who were cast were cast as Inquisitors. Yeah. The idea of the Inquisitor was set up in Rebels, right? So that's another reason why, if I was, if Vegas odds, if you're slapping down bets in Vegas, you put money on it that Inquisitors are going to show up. Yeah, I think so for sure. Because they set it up that. You know, the Inquisitors are basically hunting down people who are Force-sensitive. If mm -hmm. the Jedi, you kill them. If not, you, you bring them on, you turn them into Inquisitors, or you, or you get them on our side, and you hunt down these Force-sensitive kids. Um, and they had the they had a few of them, and this this guy, the, the, the main Inquisitor, was the, um, he was the, the, the villain in the first movie. Nobody really knew who he was. I remember when all the imagery came out about him before they introduced and, and gave background on him and there's an episode in the clone wars of the mortis episodes of the sun and people thought it was the sun that's because he looked they, they look very similar um but it wasn't um but it, this is a this is a great this is a really good character but it set up the lore and the mystique of the inquisitor themselves yeah i think in rebels the inquisitor was okay yeah uh more so like you're betting on what they can do, but yeah. it wasn't really show. It wasn't the strength of rebels, obviously, but I, I think for sure we're going to see them again. And that's probably why it's popping up on the list. I think so. I think so. I'm curious to see um, how the Inquisitors play. It's a play. cool idea yeah. though. Obviously at the time when they're hunting down Jedi, that's dope. Inquisitors yeah, there, are there is. And that he was a great one that the grand Inquisitor was a great one. And, the, and like how that all that up. I don't remember. If he, I think he dies in the end of season one. Or was it season oh, two? The, I, can't remember. I think it was season two in the beginning. I don't remember. No, I think it's I haven't one, seen though, that show he, in so long. I think it's one, long. but but either either way. Um, Are you going to revisit any of that before 
Obi-Wan? Maybe before Ahsoka. Ahsoka? I think before Ahsoka because maybe we'll do like a rewatch of it because, yeah, because Rebels Rebels is a it, it Ahsoka is essentially the live action sequel to Rebels. Yeah. So that's why I think I, it's going to start right as they finish. It, it like it I think that from what Filoni hinted at was the events in Mandalorian are right before the um the little the prologue or whatever it is the little the little thing at the end of the of Rebels mm-hmm. um that's right before that so when 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 Ahsoka finds out that she's got to go looking for Thrawn and yeah. where he is it's it's right after all the events with Mandalorian so yeah um yeah. okay next hero next hero that we're talking about here is Sith Council ladies and gentlemen we're doing a on Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn. Um, oh, did we just do? Wait, do, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Qui Gon Jinn. So, anytime you put Liam Neeson in a in a movie, you're gonna get people going, "Oh man, that's Liam Neeson. That's great." <laughs> and and the second they told us that he was gonna be in it, you're like, "Okay, great. The, he he fits a Jedi." That, yeah, that, you totally. would guess it if again. You yeah, you would fan cast that before it happened. Yeah. Um, wasn't. This is only this is only just because Star Wars continuity drives me crazy sometimes. I wasn't crazy that he was Obi Wan's master because I thought he could train me. I thought I could train him as well as Master Yoda trained me. And then who's Qui Gon? Yeah, where did he come from? Yeah, well, that's who your your master now. Oh, okay. Um, well, what he really meant was he went to the Jedi Temple and had class like the younglings. Yeah, whatever. But <laughs> either way, um, Qui Gon was a character that was i think very similar to what we were talking about before with um paul bettany the reason why you care about qui-gon at all is because it's liam neeson um there are things that you can pull out of the qui-gon character in just the only episode that he's in the first one not not minus you know the the few times he pops up as a voice or the things that he was able to accomplish or pops up in clone wars Mm -hmm. um he has always been rebellious he's always bucked against the system which is probably the right thing to do because the jedi for the most part were kind of blind to a lot of stuff and yeah it's like open your eyes man. yeah not evolving yeah and you say open your eyes there's stuff going on out there and they're like do things by the book and he's like yeah kind of but i'm gonna do this and he didn't go towards the sith i mean he could have went down that path you know and as dooku dooku was his master i believe is what yeah yeah so um and there was more of that stuff that I would have liked to have seen. Like, that's the type of stuff, I, like, the little nuggets they gave you sometimes. I'm like, oh, just keep going with that yeah. a little bit more. And that's the stuff with him. Like, even, even like, if you look at, um, that, that's why he needs to be in the Obi-Wan series. Because they never fully deliver when, when, Obi, when Yoda tells Obi-Wan, I need you to go to Tatooine because Qui-Gon's there. And he's learned how to live after dying. So go figure out how to do it. And... If that ties in to the series, then I'm like, oh, well, that plays. That plays way more now. depth to his character. It, it plays now yeah. because then because he's going to be because in the in the certain point of view novel, it's like a, a bunch of different stories. Um, Obi Wan is talking to Qui Gon right before right, right, right when Luke goes to find Owen and Brew massively burnt and murdered. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. So arms like yeah, hanging. just just burnt. So, but but Qui Gon. <laughs> Qui-Gon has that thing where he just, he felt like, I still don't understand why he didn't fight to take Shmi with him, but 
I know, I know. But honestly, Liam Neeson is the reason why, at least for me in hindsight, that episode one works for me. He just brings so much uh, more... Gravitas. Yes, gravitas to the movie. Because you have young Anakin who, obviously this is a kid, and I'm like so against the people who dragged him. But there are moments, obviously, where his character takes you out of the movie. Same with young Padme. It's the same thing where she's just like a little bit monotone the entire time and so she's grooming apparently yeah yeah she's just like setting her (laughs) eyes on the prize early she's like oh child prodigy right and right like my type call me in 10 years kid (laughs) yeah yeah so i love qui-gon and i would i really am hoping we get him in the obi-wan series you gotta assume it you gotta assume it all right switching to the next general grievous and grievous to me plays a lot better in the tartakovsky clone war series which is not canon anymore um, yeah because yeah. He, then really where he really played again i'm sorry to go novel heavy on everybody but james lucino again there was there is a three-part series i think it's called the labyrinth of evil I believe that's what it's cool called name i didn't hear about that one so it's three parts it's right before revenge of the sith it's the novelization of revenge of the sith oh and then it's the follow-up right after Revenge mm-hmm, of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So you catch Vader in his head about all this stuff, but there's this great stuff in Revenge of the Sith where um, you get the kind of the turn by Anakin and why he's turning, but this, the prequel, the first one, is Grievous, and he was kind of, he was this pilot that was, that was, he basically was manipulated by Dooku, and he was kind of in this tragic, tragic um, accident, and had such a great backstory. Great backstory that you never find out in any of this stuff. But um, he's another one, this character, that thrives in the Clone Wars series. Like, Yes, yeah, and he's better in the movies he's in because of the Clone Wars. Cause, yes. Or else you're like, why is he coughing like an 80-year-old smoker? That's part of it. And there, you know the answer to that? He got hit in his chest, Well, right? no, but the real answer is cause that, that, that George Lucas had a cold that day. <sighs> and he had a real cold. So they thought it would be cool to use that to use his cough. To do it, to do it, and I didn't know that. And they used this call, um, but the thing with Grievous, the reason why it's so jarring is, is one of the issues with the villains in the prequels is that what was so great about the original trilogy was you are introduced to Vader right away, and they ha- and they were smart where because they didn't really know everywhere where they were going with the series, but he survived, and normally in most movies. He would die, mm-hmm. and but he didn't. He survived, and and the opening it up for f- future movies that he's going to come back, and then he pops up again, obviously in the second one as a big arc with the father and all that stuff, and then the emperor is is introduced, even though he was a different actor, but he was still introduced in Empire Strikes Back, and then ultimately the emperor comes in after you've teased him and everything too, but because he's teased in the first movie in in New Hope as by Tarkin because Tarkin obviously is in the first one too. He's the main villain who who dies and Vader's in there. But Grievous in the prequels is just thrown in in the first one after if you there was no Clone War series. There wasn't just like, oh, this no. is the new villain. Well, yeah. who is this guy? And then the second one, it's Dooku, you know, because yeah. du- Dooku is, is after Maul. Maul is set up, gets cut in half, gone. Okay, well, Sidious is still out there, but and then the second one is Dooku, and then they kill him off so quick in the beginning of the third. That that's, the villains in the third movie, there was an issue with it, yeah, because you didn't really have enough buildup to where if you would have kept Maul or or even if it was Dooku from the start, and then you know that leads all the way to then you finally kill the guy, 
in the third one, like finally got rid of this guy. Then the reveal of Sidious, it's more eventful than just throwing in someone like Grievous. But at least we had the Clone War series to really develop and yeah. why he was there. And he had a cool lightsaber battle with Obi Wan. Yeah, I mean, he does. I mean, a couple of different times, you know. That's he was he was a Jedi murderer. I mean, that's what he did. That's what he was in the in the novel. It's pretty damn scary that he's just going around like just they, they couldn't they couldn't get to him because he's able to part cyborg part like droid spider, yeah, yeah. He's, what he's able to do so he's pretty terrifying terrifying at times and especially in the actual uh movie itself mm-hmm. i mean um series yeah all right so the next hero that pops on this list is wicket <laughs> wicket the wicket the ewok ewok um we're gonna spend the remainder of the episode talking about my, wicket yeah so I this i mean mind. we're definitely you know it's funny because this, this we have we're probably gonna have to do it we're probably next next week we'll probably this will be part one Cause yeah, because we have two. two more weeks, right? We have, yeah, so this next week is, yeah, next week we have, what do we have next week? Um, it's Christmas week. It's Christmas week. It comes, in, so the 24th, yeah, then no, then it comes out on the, it comes out on the 29th. So we only have one, next week, next week is the last one that's not Boba Fett. Yeah. So, and Steph and Mike might not be on the first episode of Boba because, you know, they have holiday plans and family stuff. So, um, but for the second episode for sure we'll do like full spoiler episodes on but i'll be i'll be doing them um the first one anyway so um so why don't we just do we'll do this will be part one because we're not going to get to like the main core obviously but where's han and vader we'll probably do that on part yeah. two so we just wanted to go through different and i think it's fun sometimes because that's the i think anytime you do heroes and villains you talk, you talk about, about, about the same one same ones over and over yeah. again i'm having fun talking about like these side characters but wicked um you know i don't hate the ewoks the way a lot of people do you I, just wish we were in Kashyyyk. I just wish we were in Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. I think that that I, uh, the original idea and understanding why it was probably che- cheaper to do, you know, and probably easier to get, you know, a bunch of um, little people yeah. as opposed to going and getting uh, people who are seven feet seven tall. Seven feet yeah. tall people, yeah. It's hard Facts. to do. So to get that many people, but uh, especially in 1982 when they shot it, you know, in 83 when it came out. But uh, Wicked's, Wicked's fun. He's good. I, when I, I, I think very similar to what you were talking about growing up you know watching the prequels growing up watching the original trilogy and you love the i love wicked and because it played into the the um those movies the have you watched the ewok movies yet on on disney plus no you should I know, watch it. You, i know the first one i'm gonna watch i'm gonna rewatch the first one okay i remember the first one being pretty good the second one i think stinks but uh, yeah but i'm gonna watch the first one i know i was just like i heard such bad stuff and i was like i just want to keep return of the jedi perfect to me yeah it, 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 won't, okay. it won't it won't ruin jedi for you it's it's just this separate family that crashes on endor okay and then they have to like they have to just escape it's it's, it's just an adventure on yeah endor. it's 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 pretty creepy at one point i remember like the the main thing at the end i can picture it very clear in my head is is like this big like i don't know how it's like bigger than a than a, a a building and it's got this crazy hair and it's creepy looking and it just looks like it stinks <laughs> um needs a hairbrush needs a hairbrush and a bunch of other things all right let's go back to let's go back to a villain then all right all right back to a villain uh oh love this villain cad bane oh yeah great villain one of the great one of the last uh ones to close out with i'm, I'm yep. happy to do it a lot of talk about cad bane Coming up. Live action Cad Bane. You please. gotta assume. You gotta assume because and the reason if if this was run by like yeah, again, whether it was uh, not shitting on JJ or anything, but if it was JJ or 
or anybody who wasn't like locked into the actual canon, I go, you're not, it's, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. But the fact that Filoni is so tied into the television side, it would make sense that he's going to pop up somewhere because unless, unless he has plans for him to crap out in Bad Batch. Because remember, we see him in Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or we get him a little bit in Boba. And Which then, is where and I think. And then back in Bad Batch. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, Bad Batch from timeline-wise, the thing is, it just depends. Because yeah. if you see him, if you see him, it's a tricky situation. If you see him in Boba Fett, then you know that he survives yep. in Bad Batch. Yeah. If you don't see him in Boba Fett, it's open-ended. Because there's also... Be- I would not be surprised if you don't see him in Book of Boba Fett at all, season one. See him in Bad Batch for season two. Okay. And then see him in Book of Boba Fett season two. Yeah, that could be. I really feel like Robert Rodriguez would do really well with that character. I do too. I'd love to see him. And I think they have beef. And, yeah. And it makes a lot of sense in the fact that- In like, the tone. Everyone's talking about how this is a straight up gangster story. And it, and so for everybody who knows, obviously we've seen the back, big Sopranos <laughs> fan, and you've watched the whole series now. Yeah. Right? So I don't know if we ever talked about that, that you oh, finished yeah. it. Did you like the season, the season finale? You got it? Yeah, I loved okay. it. I'm so, totally okay with it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense yeah. when you look into Oh, and David Chase confirmed it, by the way. Oh, recently. really? Yes, but we'll talk about it. It's a different show. Oh, I want to. Um, okay. Yes. But- in so many words. Um, but the reason I bring up The Sopranos and Book of Boba Fett is what it reminds me of if you brought in Cad Bane. It's like Feech Lamana or like Richie Aprile. Like Boba Fett's taken over the game. He's running shop. And who comes in to mess it all up? Cad Bane. Yeah. I mean, Cad Bane coming back to run to, to try to run it and take over in maybe season two. I think that's that's why I'd be okay if they held back. I don't need to see him in season one. Yeah. Because his voice, everything about him, he's just, he's such a menacing kind of old school, old western, like outlaw villain. You know, he's he's a great character. Do they, do they confirm that they're for sure looking to do a season two of Book I of Boba? I felt like they did. I don't think this one's, I know that Obi-Wan is, is a one-off yeah obi-wan's a one-off um the ahsoka series i think is continuous yeah um i don't know i think andor is continuous um but i don't know i don't know i'm pretty sure that they said season two but i don't know we'll find out we'll find out soon yeah i think they're all figuring out including marvel what they're doing with their shows which ones are going into seasons and what's not and that's why i wonder if they i mean Probably not. It probably you and McGregor was probably like, I just want to do one, but it'll be and a I think movie. they, I, I think that will make it more epic. I think so too. I think that then, then you know, I just give me a six-hour movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's Cad Bane. All right, we'll, we'll we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up with two. We'll we'll do one more hero. Wrap up with our villain. Okay. All right. So let's see. Um, Saw Guerrero. I don't know. Would you call him a I know, hero at this place? Kind of like an anti. Yeah. And kind of always been. Yeah. I mean, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. The dream. Rebellion. The rebellion. He's been part of the rebellion. I mean, Clone Wars. He's a significantly different character, and he's got gone through a lot of tragedy. Yeah. Sister. You understand his backstory Mm -hmm. when you go through the Clone Wars series. So, and the idea. This was. He was kind of revolutionary as a character in general, because they had a character that was this revolution is this uh, kind of rogue figure 
And I forget what they, how they named him or what they were going to do. And Pablo Hidalgo had said, well, we have somebody like that in canon. This guy saw Guerrero from the Clone Wars. We should, would you guys want to use him? And then that, that's, and then they started using him. Yeah. So, um, and he developed over and he was, he's been in Rebels. He's been in the video games. He's been, he's been all over the place and he's got, he has a very good, you have a good feel about him because you've seen these kind of guerrilla fighters yeah. who have been in the muck before. And who, seen the worst. Yes, and have ultimately started on one path doing the thing that's right and then just kind of gone off and like, nah, you guys do your little meeting. I'm going to go bomb this place. Yeah, because this is too slow. You relate to care Like, the oppressed people are going to yeah. become the oppressors yeah. in some fashion sometimes because it's just too much. And yeah. that's why you sympathize with a character like that. If you're growing up with the Empire, your sister dies, all the people around you die. You see all of it. You're go- Some of you are going to turn a little bit more dark side to well, get and things he's also, done. But look, by the time he gets to Rogue One, he's lost his yeah, mind. Yeah, he's yeah. got all these different equipment. Coming. He's, he's been injured. He's an octopus. Yeah, he's been injured a whole different his best buddies an octopus i mean yeah so so but soccer is a good character though overall yeah. and i think that uh you know there's a lot there's a lot to him there's a lot of depth to him mm-hmm. um okay before we end the episode here this is the last of the villains that we're going to talk about asajj ventress great oh, one to end i with. love asajj right. now there's going to be a spoiler on this one for people who don't want to know ultimately what happens to asajj ventress so i would assume maybe if you don't want to know that you should probably bail um, all right, you've been warned, so we're getting into it. The reason I bring that up is um, when there was casting recently, who was it? For what show? It was for Ahsoka. Uh-huh. And there was a casting for Ahsoka, and everyone was like, oh, she's going to play Asajj Ventress. I'm like, no, Asajj Ventress is dead. She's dead. Mm-hmm. She died yep. in, and people are like, well, they're not going to pay attention to that in the novels. Yes, they will, because the novel, which was the, um, oh, and I, it was one of the ones I really like. It's on the shelf somewhere. Um Shoot, it was Christy Golden, and oh my god, I can't. And it was her, and it was oh man, I can't, I can't get the the name, last disciple. Is that what it's called? I can't remember. I can't remember. Either way, so Dryden, not Dryden Voss, but I keep now I get Dryden Voss in my head. But it's the uh, oh my god, I'm so bad with names, and I that's why I'd be terrible in the Star Wars division. <laughs> killed. I can picture him in my you head. Can describe Quinlan it. Voss. Quinlan. Yes. Voss. Quinlan Voss and her had a romantic relationship, and there was a there was an episode of the Clone Wars that she goes she's she's such a complex character, such her a complex beginning, character. Beginning, like everyone who screwed her over, everything. You see where she was, how she was a she was an apprentice. She was she was a, she was screwed over by the Sith. She was screwed over by everyone. She was her you know, family, you know, the family, sisters. the sisters, like everything. She's just so damaged. And the fact what people don't realize is she. I mean, in the series. They, they, like she does a in wrestling term she does a baby face turn right she goes from heel to baby mm-hmm, face you see mm-hmm. her towards the end she's and then when they explore this thing in the in the uh, novel by christy golden and she is working with quinlan moss and it's ultimately quinlan that starts going to the dark side and she i think whether it's dooku i can't remember what it was but she winds up dying and that was an official story that was going to happen in the Clone Wars series. So, um, but she's a very tragic character, very uh, in-depth character. And she is, she's someone that never made it to live action. I, I think know. a lot of people wanted to. I remember when, when, um, when uh, Lupita Nyong'o was, Lupita Nyong'o was cast in Force Awakens. 
people thought. Oh my gosh, yeah, she could play both, honestly, because yeah. one was mostly just computer. <laughs> True, and and again, an unnecessary character. Yeah, for the most part. she was fine. I like her. She was fine. Yeah. She's fine, but of course, uh, but uh, it set up. And just not delivered. Yeah, no. Another one just kind of buried in the She's back. She's using your Oculus <laughs> in space. Well, why, why are you calling me right now? Fight. FaceTiming fight. Yeah, what are you doing? But yeah, I love Asajj. I love Asajj. Yeah. She's one of like the baddest in the best way characters yep. ever that I just liked, even though sometimes like she was kind of short-sighted. But we really got to see a lot of her in the Clone Wars. And I, I wish we got, and maybe we will in like the past, a live action. I wonder. I wonder how they're going to do it. But I mean. Which if you want more like if, if women viewers. The only thing that they're going to do, the only thing that the, the risk that they have if they don't pay attention and say, like, like someone said, they're not going to pay attention to her dying in a novel. If they don't, then they completely, because that's too, it's different when when you look at like a novel like Lords of the Sith and they kind of maneuver a little bit on how, what Chamsundala was doing at that point. You go, well, in the novel it says this thing, uh, whatever. But someone dying, that's... Yeah, because that, I didn't read the book and I found out about it. And yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, that, mean, that means... That especially when it was written, I think one of the episodes, the episode was based off of a script that George Lucas's daughter wrote, oh. um, if I'm not mistaken. But but then changing that and not having her die, it's like, okay, so the novels don't make sense. Yeah, then they, they wouldn't they matter. Count at all. Yeah. yeah. And um, that would change every, yeah. So she's got to be dead if they want to keep that kind of con continue. Uh, I could continuity. see a world in which they don't, but it would be like, yeah, uh, you're just it would confuse everything. a lot of people. It would. All right. Look, we have a lot to talk about yeah. still. We have a lot. So maybe Steph and I or Mike, whoever's going to come back, we'll do another one before we get into Boba Fett, which is coming out the following week. Yeah. So guys, thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure you comment, tell us some of your, your favorite villains and heroes, and we'll get into some more pretty soon. Um, but that's it, everybody enjoy it, please. And once, once again, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this channel, hit that notification button and make sure that you also are downloading us on podcast form. Link is in the description of this video. It's very, very helpful. People always say, how can I support the show? That's the way you support it. Go to the podcast feed, Apple podcast, Spotify, anywhere that podcasts are found all right well thank you guys so much for joining us thank you to steph and we will see you guys on the flip side i can feel your anger it gives you focus makes you stronger